you know, I just basically told them after the game how much I appreciated every one of them, coaching staffs, the players, and, and how they supported me and welcomed me. And, you know, I, I said, I've seen you guys. You guys were winners in college, and there were winners last year in this championship. And I just said thank you guys for making me a winner because, you know, I was definitely a product of my environment of just such great players around me. It was definitely a team win. Welcome to the Backyard Lacrosse Podcast, to where it all started, where we learned and perfected the game, where we would play from dawn until dusk, when all you had to play with were greasers, where you had to dig through prickers to find that greaser, where you fell in love with the game. Welcome to the Backyard. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number three of the Backyard Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Justin Gill. Before we get into our first guest, I can't thank everybody enough who has showed support for this podcast and listened and subscribed. And speaking of subscribing, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Your support does not go unnoticed. Now, my guest on this episode of the Backyard Lacrosse Podcast is a person who is known all over the lacrosse world by his first name. He was a standout at Silver Creek High School, a standout at the University of Virginia, and is a force to be reckoned with in the professional box and field lacrosse leagues. But beyond the fame and truly exceptional lacrosse skills is a man who would be the first to tell you that the credit goes to his team first before he would receive any individual recognition. One of the most humble guys I know and truly an honor for me to be able to call him a friend. Number 36, Zed Williams. In his segment, we talk about where his backyard was at and how his introduction to the game from his older brothers would shape him into the player he is today. We talk about his journey starting in high school with his family and trailblazing a path to the University of Virginia. We talk about after college and his Georgia Swarm experience, then finish with his most recent success in the Premier Lacrosse League and his summer of 2020 that will go down in history. I truly enjoyed the opportunity to talk not just lacrosse, but to hear the importance he places on friendships, teammates, coaches, and most importantly, his family. You definitely can't say enough kind words about this man. So to move on to what we've all been waiting for, I introduce episode number three featuring Zed Williams. All right, we are recording. Okay, so starting right from the very beginning, uh, Zeddy, what are your first memories of the game of lacrosse? Um, you know, um, Justin, um, I have older brothers. Uh, Jonathan and jo- uh, Joseph are my older, my two older brothers. Um, and uh, you just know from, from a younger age, just watching them play. You know, even when I couldn't, when I wasn't of age yet, um, I still remember going to the Gale and, and watching them play minors and, you know, you know what kind of atmosphere is there. And, and you know, I, I always loved every second of it and it made, it made me want to play. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, so looking at kind of where you guys grew up, uh, where was your backyard located at? So my backyard was on Selfridge Springs Road, um, Dead End Road. Um, my, my father owned um, a lot of land up there. Uh, I don't know how many acres, mm-hmm. but it seems like a lot, you know, cornfield woods all around. And, <laughs> and um, so yeah. where we, where we played uh, definitely changed. Um, you know, sometimes we played uh, um, 
to the side yard. Uh, but then, you know, our dad would be like, uh, you guys can't play there. I'm trying to plant grass or something. And we moved to, you know, another part of the yard. And then, you know, in wintertime, we would be in the basement playing. So we were always we were always switching, switching where we were playing. But it was always the same, you know, uh, mini net and goalie and 2v2 mm-hmm. or 1v1. How many players would usually play uh, from what you could remember? Was it everybody? Was it just, uh, you know, um, just you and your older brothers? Mm-hmm. So for the most part, you know, it was, um, it was 2v2. But uh, so it was um, John, Jojo, uh, my brother Zach. Uh, me and Sherman and you know okay. typically it would be me and John on one team versus Zach and Jojo on one team and Sherman with the goalie then, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah so then uh, but when we were in middle school um, we got really close with uh, Johnny Jermison and you know he was a year ahead of me a year below Zach and mm-hmm. uh, we we just come the best of friends playing football basketball across together and he would come over to the house and stay over and my dad really took to him and welcome him mm-hmm. in our, our home. So he would stay with us, you know, for like a month, go back for a couple of days to his house and then come back over for another week or two. And so, uh-huh. you know, starting in middle school, he was, he was always with us. So he, he was always a part of those games as well. Oh, okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, and, and, and I'm assuming Sherman being the youngest, uh, I was at juice jaws and <laughs> had to jump in that. Yeah. Yeah. So we usually, we usually change it up <laughs> here and there. Cornbread definitely played a lot of goalie, but it was usually, for the most part, the teams were me and John versus uh, Zach and Jojo. Okay, okay. Um, so, so talking more about your family, uh, I grew up playing uh, with your older brothers, John and Jojo, uh, so I knew them really well. Uh, playing minors, I would play one year with uh, your brother Jonathan, then another year with your brother Jojo. And knowing how, uh, when I was younger, I, I knew obviously how, how close your family was and still continue uh, continues to be close. Um, do you think you would have turned out a different player if you didn't have the, the family support you did? Uh, yes, definitely. You know, um, that was, that's, that's really who I am, you know, and help, help mold me and help shape me. And, what, and you can tell, you know, I have people tell me like that, that know us from a younger age, like you, like your playing style really resembles how you were growing up, you know, and how, and how, mm-hmm. how, how physical our family was and how physical we were, uh, when we played against each other. And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, it definitely, you know, shows today, um, exactly how we played with one another and you know uh zach and john and jojo you know even when uh we would play against each other they they didn't give me anything even though i was younger than them and you know it definitely pushed me and it definitely you know taught me to um in my opinion taught me to to be a tougher player much tougher player physically and mentally and emotionally and it definitely Mm -hmm. you know that's 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 what i strive that's what i um take pride in that 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 i feel like they they um they definitely helped me out at that point. Awesome. Okay, so moving on to to organized lacrosse, um, playing for uh, minor lacrosse more specifically. Um, when when was your first year of, of uh, minor lacrosse, and, and you know where did you play majority of your minor lacrosse growing up? You know, um, I played for um, New, Newtown, of course. You know, um, our local our local team that has a great minor system, and then. Um, Mm-hmm. I think I might, I think I started playing, you know, when I was, whenever the soonest eight, the earliest age you can, I think it was five or six, mm-hmm. and, uh, we were playing. And I think, well, then, you know, we were going up into Canada and playing, you know, 40 or, you know, those Canadian teams. Yep. So, um, and, um, yeah, I just remember, you know, we all played 
so we all we're it was a full day event we would all hop in you know our, our van we had at the time a family van and we would go wherever game and yep start off early in the morning with me and sherman and then it was game after game from zach to jojo to john mm-hmm. with intermediate so you know it was it was an all-day event we were at the arena all day yeah just playing and watching the cross yeah I, I, yeah definitely because i remember i remember those days fondly as well too and i, I, I honestly remember that van you guys would would pull up in and mm-hmm. they never all you guys would hop out and you know be ready to go and and you mm-hmm. know those are those are definitely the days you remember fondly just because yeah. you know it, it mm-hmm. was it was simple back then you know uh yeah i believe you know i was there for most of my career i think we took a couple of years off and played baseball because you know our dad our dad always enjoyed mm-hmm. us playing baseball as well and they're in the same season so i think and then we came back to lacrosse and i think we i played mm-hmm. i played me personally played both for a couple of years with um the air Coast post team with eddie john and i was okay. i was playing both and then i mm-hmm. think i finally gave up baseball when um my eighth grade year when i had to play i played varsity lacrosse okay so so moving on past minor lacrosse um you we move on to high school just like you said you, you started eighth grade in uh plainford varsity um mm-hmm. you attended silver creek high school um i know i know you're the the quality uh of your older brothers uh, jonathan and, and and jojo uh you know kind of laying the groundwork uh and, and being successful uh before you uh kind of what mm-hmm. what did that add to your mindset or to your uh you know to your confidence uh starting uh varsity in eighth grade uh yeah you know in eighth grade uh zach was there for a couple of years so he was okay. he was he was showing me the way and he was maturing you know john and jojo around the coaching staff and mm-hmm. and that was really you know the year where we played a lot of um backyard lacrosse in the summertime and uh yeah and we i remember uh staying up all night you know we would start playing at 10 or 10 9 10 o'clock at night we wouldn't get done till two or three in the morning yeah, uh, you know, just playing uh, best of seven series and whoever win, we kept just kept going and playing. Usually ended up in fights, but but uh, you know that uh, those are the moments I really remember that helped me, um, you know, continue to get better. Yeah, and just those obsessions with uh, you know wanting to beat um, Zach and Jojo's team or whoever I was playing with. Um, just that summer, you know, my seventh and eighth grade summer, everyone else was working all day. Mm-hmm. And it just came to a point where um, I was I was home, so I would just be I, as soon as I woke up, I would go outside and practice my moves and pretend I was playing against someone. I just couldn't wait till John, JoJo, and Zach got home from uh, work or wherever they're working and um, uh-huh. to play because I knew where we were gonna play and that's what we did every night. And okay. it definitely helped my game out a ton. And then, awesome, yeah. Yeah, that just shows you the, you know, kind of the, the, the true love of the game where we, where we all start, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just like you touched on kind of the premise of this podcast is just to, to, to find out, you know, where we where we all learned it. And, and it was in the backyard, you know, it was mm-hmm. with family, it was with with, uh, you know, uh, people that cared the most for us. Um, OK, mm-hmm. so we're moving on to, uh, you know, you 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 start on varsity, you like I said, you're playing with older brother Zach, um, definitely all kind of helping you along, helping you get better. Um, what, what age or, or what grade level did you, did you start to realize, uh, you know, I, I, I feel really confident and I feel really confident with my skills and I, you know, I can probably take the next step, uh, on the team and become, uh, you know, a, a focal point or, or a person that could lead this team. Yeah. So, you know, in eighth grade, um, Zach was a 10th grader. So he was, you know, he was more mature than I was and 
I just felt like, you know, in eighth grade, um, looking back on it now, I was a, I was a big kid for my age. But, mm-hmm. but um, it's just a long story, but I think we kind of finished that season 11-11. And, okay. and um, I just feel like halfway through the season, you know, I was that age where, you know, I started hitting puberty and stuff. So I felt like I, 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 find, I think I kind of hit it in between that season. And, okay. And, okay. and I think like then like I started getting more confidence as I was playing. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, just ever since then, like after the eighth grade season, then I went to the ninth grade season thinking like uh, I had a lot of confidence in my ability. And then, you know, playing with Zach, it gave me even more, much more confidence. And, and you know, just how he played and uh, he did everything. He was he, he did all the brunt work, uh, taking mm-hmm. face off, getting the ground balls, being double teams, playing defense and passing. So my only worry for my first three years of varsity was just scoring goals and that's what i yeah. did and mm-hmm. you know it definitely changed when he graduated because i played with him my whole career so then my game changed as well because uh, i struggled at first you know i was trying to play the same way but i couldn't i wasn't getting yeah so, yeah so then i come to realize it's like okay um zach did all that dirty work like mm-hmm. and and there's there's no one to fill that void so i i try i try to pursue to to be just like him and that really helped my game out a ton from that moving forward to help my game in other aspects besides just scoring, scoring. Okay. Uh, who was your, uh, who was the coaching staff uh, then and, and, and what kind of uh, influence did they have on you? Uh, obviously with your confidence and just your, uh, you know, kind of being that, that member of the team as, you know, the go-to guy. Yeah. So, you know, in eighth grade, it was um, William Brennan and he was my head coach. Okay. He was had my head coach for uh, all five of my high school career. But you okay. know, he definitely when I even when I was in eighth grade, um, he was an awesome coach, awesome motivator. So even when uh, we would get in a tough situation or a tough game, playoff game, he would always pull my pull me aside and say, you know, you know, Zed, we need one. So you mm-hmm. know, that kind of gave me the confidence and determination to go out and you know, fit my head down and try to try anything to get the goal that we needed. So mm-hmm. I feel like that that definitely helped out my confidence. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. So you're, you're, you, you have, uh, success from your eighth grade year to your senior year, uh, when it comes to winning the section, um, you guys, every season would, would, you know, come ready to go, ready to play. Uh, at, at what point did you realize, uh, you know, I, I could, I could play at the next level. I could play in college and, and do well. And, and kind of what did your uh, recruiting process or when did that kind of begin for you? Okay, so um, when I was in tenth grade, Zach was a senior, and my little brother Sherman was in eighth grade, and we all played varsity together. And you know, John was on the coaching staff, mm-hmm. along with uh, Billy and Rob Janko, and okay. we had we had a really solid team. You know, we had Frankie Brown on attack, we had Sherman, we had Marvin Curry, we had me, Zach, and Cornbread in the midfield, and then we had some studs on defense. You know, who were some mm-hmm. awesome uh, football players, real physical, athletic. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, they were pretty new to lacrosse, but they could stay in front of you. And yeah, so we had a solid team, and we went to the state final four that year. Uh, we ended up getting beat by the state champions by a couple goals, but um, you know, just by coincidence, um, my buddy now his name was Greg Holland from Rochester, Aranda Coy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he, he just so happened to make the state final four too, and he was a senior when I was a sophomore. And Dom Starge, the head coach at the Virginia at the time, 
just so mm-hmm. happened to go to the state final four to support okay. Greg because he knew he was coming there the following year. Mm-hmm. And he just we just so happened to play after him. So, you know, after the, after uh, okay. Greg's game, we still happened to play, and he said he stuck around and watched, and that was the first time he seen me play. And, you know, right after that game, you know, um, I think a couple of days later I got a phone call from him and, and other other colleges, and I think that was the first time really I was like, okay, I'm, I think I think I can do this at the next level. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so so you get to uh, the the final four. You get to uh, you know you 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 have success. You fall a little bit short. Um, okay, you get you get the call from uh, Coach uh, Starja at uh, UVA. Uh, kind of what was your mentality going into? Is this, you said this was your sophomore season, correct? Yes. Uh, what was your uh, mentality going into your junior season then? Uh, you know, understanding, uh, you know, I can do this. What, what, was there anything that changed? Yeah. So like my junior year, like I said, that was my first year without Zach. So I struggled a little bit at, at, at first because, you know, I couldn't play mm-hmm. the usual way I played and I was trying to at first, but I couldn't, um, you know, so yeah. I just, I just looked at it as, you know, these coaches want these coaches want a complete player. So it's like if, if I'm gonna do this, then I gotta I gotta start taking faceoffs. I gotta start doing all the little things like Zach did, and and that was just my mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, just out there, um, I'm gonna come to work, and I just was trying to work as hard as I can, and uh, to be a complete mm-hmm. player, to be a better player, and that, that's always been my mindset. And and um, yeah, like I said, in junior year, um, we had another great team. Uh, we came up a little short in the farthest regional game, but you know, um, yeah, just at the time we had my little brother Sherman, we still had a good team, but we were definitely missing that void in Zach. That was, you know, our captain, our leader for a good uh, handful of years while he was playing. Oh, okay. Okay. So you get through, like I said, you get through your junior year, your, 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 your confidence goes even higher. Uh, when did you actually, uh, you know, lock everything in with UVA? Was it, uh, um, you know, like a get signings to something or? Yeah, I think I, I was very patient, you know. Um, I didn't, uh, I listened to everyone, whether it was uh, Ohio State, Albany, Syracuse, Virginia. Um, I listened to everyone and I was real patient with it. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really know, um, how to go about it, you know, but it was new for mm-hmm. me. But, you know, I just had this feeling in my heart um, leading up to it my senior year in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like UVA and Coach Starja and Coach Venarzo was definitely the right choice for me. And, you know, um, when I say uh, it may be old cliche to follow your heart, but that's definitely what I did in that situation, and it just felt right to me. Okay, awesome. Did, were you able to uh, go on an official visit down to UVA? Or was it something that you knew right away without even visiting? Like, I, this is this is the place for me. Yeah, so I went down. Um, I believe, I think it was winter, my junior year. I went down okay. for an official visit, and um, my head coach Rob Janko, who coached me in football, basketball, lacrosse, was a real good inspiration and um, and a and a great. Um, person to look up to he, he took me down there and and I always knew he had my best interests at heart and uh, we mm-hmm. went down there and we visited and you know I, I fell in love with it everyone that was um, on the team then really embraced me and took me in and I stayed with them for a couple nights and 
they're they're real nice to me and they they brought that they got me to even want to go there even more awesome awesome okay so you you pick uva this is like i said right around your junior year heading into your senior year what now that the pressure's off what what was your goal your senior year you know i was just trying to enjoy uh, my time together because you know um i had a real smart um um, person rob janko who was in my ear you know I, I hung out with him daily he was my coach for football basketball across so i was constantly with him but he was just always reminding me you know to enjoy the moment i'm in because you know we're not gonna get this time back um and and that's what i did you know i really enjoyed you know that whole football season and the basketball season and then when it came to lacrosse um i enjoyed that season as you know when i was a senior I, um, Chase Scanlon was our goalie and he was in seventh grade. And, you know, that's a moment I cherish, I cherish too, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, I, really, absolutely. I really, I really enjoyed hopping from one season to another season to, to lacrosse season. And, uh, you know, I missed, I definitely missed, uh, doing that. Okay. Uh, so just a little side note, just for, uh, you know, the listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the, the academic side of, uh, getting into to a, a uh, say a Division one school, uh, mm-hmm. can you go through uh, kind of what what were the requirements that you you had to make and kind of what was that process like? Yeah, so I know I definitely know um, just from you know then again Zach's whole experience because he was definitely a stud of an athlete, stud of a lacrosse player, mm-hmm. and um, you know he definitely had the capability to be a Division one college lacrosse player. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have the best of grades his ninth and 10th grade year, but mm-hmm. he, he turned things around. He turned he turned his whole demeanor around and, and you could tell he wanted it um, his junior and senior year. And, you know, he did an awesome job his junior senior year of um, getting good grades. And uh, when it came down to getting into school his senior year, um, the, the colleges, they look at your, your, um, your, your grades from ninth, ninth grade and up. So, I think mm-hmm. his ninth and tenth grade really really hurt him, uh, and okay. and you know you got to get a certain number on the SATs to get, in, to, get yep. into a Division one school. So it was definitely you know hard for him, but yep. you know just watching him, it was definitely an experience for him. And I was watching the whole time, but you know he turned he made the change at the right time because when he was a junior and I was a freshman, I followed him every step of the way. And when he took school seriously, I I, I took school seriously as well along with mm-hmm. him. So I was very fortunate um, that he made that decision. And uh, well, I was in ninth grade because he definitely, you know, helped my change my life and uh, helped me out there in that situation. But, you know, he helped me out in every situation, but definitely in that. And then uh, I knew how important SAT was. So I had some awesome teachers at Silver Creek who definitely helped me and, you know, pushed me and were there for me in my corner every step of the way from my ninth grade to my senior year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because it's, it's something that uh, maybe sometimes is overlooked. You know, you, you think you get a scholarship, but uh, you know, uh, the, the other side of it is, you know, academically you have to get into the school as well too. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're getting to uh, you get through your senior year um, kind of, if it explained uh, the, the process from uh, you know, finishing school, graduating getting your, getting your high school diploma and then uh you know uh, how soon did you uh leave for uh the campus at uva 
Okay, so yeah, um, I graduated from high school, and I think I had two or three weeks off, and then, um, you know, school came as a challenge for me. So, um, and Coach mm-hmm. Starzer, he knew everything about me and where I was coming from, and, and um, he he um, signed me up for summer school in uh, at UVA. So it was kind of, it was called the transition program. So it it uh, it's it's helps it's it's it was made for students for like who were who are like me for me to go to school to go to school okay. um, before the fall semester starts and just get a head start on your classes and and get acquainted with college and and the environment. So I went down there. I can still remember it to this day. My mom, my dad, and my older sister Mary. We drove down there, and um, you know, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I just packed all my stuff up, and we went and drove down there, and uh, took our time mm-hmm. with it. And once we finally got there, just there's so much going on, you know. And and uh, I got to the dorms, and one of my good friends, Ryan Tucker, who was a junior at the time, he was two years ahead of me, met me there to help me move into my dorm, and we okay. I moved in. Um, my roommate uh, at the time was Ryan Lukovic. He was in the lacrosse team. He was in my class. You know, awesome dude from Long Island. And, you know, uh, as soon okay. as I moved in, got all my stuff in, my parents made sure I was okay. And they, and they, and we, we said bye and they took off. And once they left, you know, I was like, I can't believe, you know, they, they're gone, you know, and I was on my own. But, you know, coming from uh, where we're from and, you know, how close my family was, it was definitely a challenge, you know, to, move in essentially at the time with a stranger and and uh in a dorm with people you don't know and you know my my um my personality is real quiet and shy especially at that time so it was uh it was definitely a challenge and you know i didn't uh really trust trust people so it's like it was, it was kind of a tough situation but you know i um coach starza was awesome he communicated with me every day and made sure i was, I was okay every day and and then once I knew my roommate, he was an awesome person from an awesome family, and I uh, really grew to love him. And even now, I still love him. But um, but thinking back on it now, I had a blast. So I was there for a month, uh, did two classes mm-hmm. to get school started early, and and I, and I had another friend who was who was there well as well, Joel French, who was mm-hmm. on the lacrosse team. But but you know that was my first my first experience. You know. Um, okay. Like I had classes with football players who were in the same transition program as me, and and uh, basketball players, and and women's soccer, and women's lacrosse. So it was all of us together in one dorm, oh, okay, and we went okay. to the same classes. So it really, it really um, built relationships with mm-hmm. with people outside outside the reservation that that I never experienced before, and you know, and that was my first encounter, you know, with with people mm-hmm. from all over the world. And it was definitely, it was definitely thinking back on it now, um, um, a great experience and, and who I am today really. And, and what I stand for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, you know, kind of went through the, the, this, a, a similar, um, process when I, when I got to Herkimer, uh, my freshman year and, uh, you know, my parents mm-hmm. dropped me off and, uh, you know, I watched them leave and I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, I'm, <laughs> 
I'm here by myself. So, uh, yeah. And I, and I, and I think that, uh, yeah. And, and again, like, like I touched on, uh, you know, being from the community we, we come from, uh, you know, we're very close, we're very family oriented. Uh, and, uh, you know, we kind of look out for each other, but, uh, you know, uh, was your, did it kind of help your, your little bit of a struggle, uh, knowing, uh, you know, like I'm, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm here to play the cross, but I'm here to get my education as well. Uh, you know, and, and was that something you were thinking about? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I did the summer program. It wasn't too bad. It was only a month. I went home and mm-hmm. I was so, I was so ex- excited to get home. I was home and, you know, when it came, it was funny cause, uh, I came home, but I missed, uh, half the, um, the six nation rebels junior B lacrosse season. Okay. And, and you know that at the that that season and that team meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I went back home and I finished the season and I played playoffs and we ended up making it to the Founders Cup and I went to the Founders Cup and I was I was I didn't know if I was going to go to the Founders Cup or not because school started that same week mm-hmm. and it just so happened that um, the the Founders Cup was the day before school started so. You know, I was, I was, I was making everyone worry down at Virginia that I wasn't coming back, but you know, I, I worked out. I, we won the Pre- uh, Founders Cup. I flew mm-hmm. back that night and then my, my dad and mom drove me to school that next, that, that, that same night and all the way through the night and I made it to class on time. And oh wow! And so then, yeah, so I went into my freshman year, um, you know, same thing. I wasn't quite adjusted but even when i went back and so many more people and (laughs) i got lost a handful of times and just on campus and how big it was so you know at the time you know i had i had a flip phone still so i I couldn't pull up gps or look up where Mm -hmm. these buildings were so so yeah i I had to figure it out you know it definitely took me a while to get things, to get things, um, to get comfortable and get things rolling mm-hmm. on the, on the school part. So let me ask you this question then. So you get to, uh, you get to UVA, you're getting kind of acquainted in, in the, the fall semester and you kind of start to do fall ball. Um, what coming from the, the small, uh, school of Silver Creek in Western New York to, um, how, how many, uh, graduating seniors did you uh, did you graduate with at silver creek i believe there were 65 of us in my class okay so you went from a class of 65 to uh a humongous i, I believe it was on average it's like seventeen thousand uh at uva is that, that does that sound about right yes yes so like you know my first class in the fall uh i believe it was um I forget what class it was, but I went in and there was like a hundred, big auditorium, hundred kids, hundred students packed in there, and, and like I was like, wow, like I was like, I can't believe it's like really like this. It's huge, and and you know, I definitely struggled my first year with you know figuring things out, what what worked for me academically, you know, the social life. I met my I met my um teammates, and once I became friends with them, you know, I kind of fell. Mm-hmm. My, my first year of, you know, just going through, just following the crowd, you know, they, they come from, they come from, you know, some uh, wealthy areas and, you know, some, some great schooling. So, so, you know, they were, they were, they were, mm-hmm. they, they were really smart in school and they worked mm-hmm. really hard. But at the same time, that was my first experience, you know, with, um, 
going out to parties, to the bars, alcohol scenes, going to school. And, you know, when they would, they would, my, when they would miss classes, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I'm just, I just study, read the books and I'll go, I'll go to the exam, pass the exam. You know, I tried the same thing and I failed, I failed the exam and, and it definitely took me a full year to realize that I was like, this doesn't work for me. I ended up on academic probation my first, after my first year in college and, my coaches were real worried about me. They wanted me to go back to summer school after my freshman year, just so because it's smaller and okay, and you get you get acquainted with the professors better. So like this, so if you get acquainted with professors better, you know it's you get a better relationship with them. And and I, it was just me, you know. I work better in smaller groups. I work better with uh, you know ten or so students, and I get closer with the professor and work one on one with the professor. That's the way. That's the way I learned, and uh, mm-hmm. I was better at it. So, but. I miss my family so much. I was like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go. I was, I was emotionally drained, so I wanted to go home. But you know, yep. he, like I said, he believed in me. He stuck with me. He knew we were gonna get it done in the fall. So I kind of went into fall, uh, a new, a new, a new student, and uh, mm-hmm. I started listening to my advisors a lot more and uh, stopped following the crowd of, you know, just skipping mm-hmm. classes and going out all night. And I knew I was there. So I kind of just told myself, you know, if I end up on probation again, I'm going to get you know, sus- mm-hmm. um, suspended from school for a year. And if that's the case, I'm most likely done. So I, mm-hmm. I was like, and I, won't, I wouldn't have been able to live myself. So I was like, I just told myself, you know, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to do everything my advisors say, and I'm going to work as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to class every day. And, and that's what I did. So I went in my sophomore year. Uh, I went in my class every day. After the class, I went and talked to the professors every day. I went to their office hours. Uh, I was trying everything I could. And, you know, uh, my fall semester, my sophomore year, uh, I got the grades I needed to um, get off probation. And, and I did awesome. I did a good job mm-hmm. with schooling that year. And But, you know, I just, I just became comfortable uh, playing lacrosse. I just became comfortable with the social life, with schooling. So, so I, I started to be myself a little bit more. But at the same time, I knew why I was there, mm-hmm. and and then uh, went back for my fall or my sophomore year springtime, mm-hmm. and the season came along. So you know, it's a lot more fun. You know, mm-hmm. during games, I felt like the games are coming, so it gave me a lot more excitement. But I just started taking things in chunks. Like I, I learned, uh, I'm gonna work as hard as I can for uh, two weeks until Christmas break, mm-hmm. and then I get a break. Then I enjoyed that break and I came back and, you know, same thing. I'm going to work as hard as I can until that first game. And then my family's going to come down for that game. So I'm going to work as hard as I can and then I get a break and I get the excitement of seeing my family and playing a game. So I kind of, I kind of, I started breaking things in chunks like that. But not only that, I just started to enjoy school. Like I just went to classes every day and I was enjoying what the professor was saying. I was enjoying, I think I just kind of matured a little bit and, realized how important education was mm-hmm. and like I said I started enjoying going to classes and and getting as much knowledge as I can absolutely yeah I, I completely agree with you I, I think that uh, you 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 get to a certain point in in your schooling you you get into your uh well let me ask you real quick what was your major at uh, UVA uh drama 
drama. Okay. So you get into your, you know, you get through your um, introductory classes and you kind of get into your major classes and you start seeing the people that you're going to be in, in classes with a lot and you kind of, you know, make relationships and, and cultivating those relationships. And just like you touched on with your, with your professor and, and, and making sure you're, you're present and you're letting them know that, you know, I'm, I'm here to learn and I'm here to, to, to be successful. And, and you make those, those relationships, uh, you know, your professor is going to be more apt to help you out. It's going to be more apt to, to give you a little more assistance or, or just, uh, you know, uh, kind of give you a heads up on some things, you know, uh, study a little harder, yeah. touch more on this, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because that's something I think that isn't maybe discussed enough. Like for me, I know, for example, mm-hmm. you know, going into school, that wasn't something that was, you know, maybe told to me when I was younger is that, you know, make sure you go to class even even if unfortunately you didn't do the homework that's okay go to class just make sure you're listening you're learning be present uh you know mm-hmm. and and you know things are going to eventually work out yes yes exactly you know that's one of the most important things and um my college coach he always had some meaningful things to say hi danny <laughs> i had some meaningful things to say every day and you know we would break it down with you know he would say a lot to be thankful for before we broke it down or you know, you wake up for breakfast every day and you'll be all right. And, you know, it's 100% true. Yeah. Because, you know, you get up, you get up and you get started on your day. You're, you're bound to do something and you're bound to get better and whatever you're doing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely, completely agree with that as well, too. Um, okay. So we're, uh, we'll, we'll take a, a pause on your UVA uh, journey. We'll, we'll start to bring up your, um, your junior B um, Six Nation Rebels uh, uh, teams that you played on, uh, kind of what was your uh, what was your first introduction to the Rebels, and, and, and how old were you when you first uh, went up and tried out? Okay, so I went out and tried out my eleventh grade year of high school, and um, you know, then again, I went with Zach. Uh, we drove up mm-hmm. there, we went to tryouts, and um, I, I've seen him play before because I would. Uh, go up there and um and you know with my family because you know it's um for some high level across up there so my brother and I would drive up and we'll go watch a playoff game or so and and I just remember um my first junior B playoff game Rebels game they played Alora uh, I believe my 10th grade year and in a, in a do or die game and unfortunately they lost but you know I just remember the atmosphere that was there at the Gaylord <laughs> Arena and yeah. I, I I loved every second of it, and and you know when Zach asked me that following year to go try it out, I was I was in a hundred percent because that was the team I wanted to play for. And when we went to tryouts, um, yeah, like I said, you know, um, uh, we I think I, I think I played I think I think I took a couple years off of the minor system, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I was just focusing on field. But then um, that was my first time going back up there and playing box and. And, you know, like we just went and worked as hard as I can in whatever position they wanted us to play. And we're fortunate enough to make the team. And, you know, uh, we're, we're there every practice and every, every step of the way. So, like, we, once things got rolling, um, we, we become a really close team. Mm-hmm. And uh, that locker room was definitely, you know, special. They definitely embraced us. They br- definitely took care of us and were so mm-hmm. nice to us. Um, me and Zach loved going up there. Like even though there's there was uh, practices, a couple practices a week and games, mm-hmm. we would drive back and forth. So it was about a two hour drive. We would drive back and forth, but we didn't mind doing that because we were so excited to to go with that group of guys and play the game we love and across at the time. 
to go uh, play them, and we definitely had something special. And when we went up there um, in the playoffs, you know, uh, we've come real friends, real close with um, Carney Johnson. He was definitely someone who who took care of us, and he he was our locker mate, and he protected us on the field. And you know, at the time, I was I was new, but mm-hmm. I was offensive. I was on offense, but you know, I was a scorer and stuff. And and uh, you know, people were trying to rough me mm-hmm. up, and and um, you know, trying to get me off my game. But he was always there, standing up for me and protecting me. And but every game, you know, he played. He played. Mm-hmm. Um, he played with that heart and soul. He he always played with that fire. So I think, you know, really me and Zach, we learned for the first mm-hmm. time uh, how to play with that edge and play with that fire that he played with, you know, and that's something we are definitely thankful for. And, and that definitely changed our lives, just mm-hmm. knowing those people up there now and calling them friends. And we've been together ever since then. So it's it's definitely an awesome group, and we definitely love those guys. And, and every chance we get to go up there and see them, we're definitely excited about it. And that was definitely a point in our careers that made us better players, but most importantly, it made us better better people with that group of group of um, men up there. Awesome story, awesome. I I really appreciate you uh, you sharing that. Yeah, so that that definitely shows, uh, you know, um, say younger listeners that might be thinking of of uh, uh, you know maybe trying making that step or or, or you know uh, mm-hmm. going into the unknown and just you know putting it mm-hmm. out there and and uh, uh you know giving it 100 percent, and you know like like we said before you know good things usually happen when you're giving 100 percent. um so mm-hmm. so what would you say uh what did that add to your game uh you know like i said we had you had success at, uh as hill creek uh you had success uh um throughout your whole career uh you add uh box lacrosse with the with the rebels what did that add yeah that was definitely you know physical style play up there you know they let you play up there uh, and uh, when we went up there, we definitely loved the environment. And when it came playoff time, it was even more so physical. And you know, it got us. It got. It showed us how to when you know things get tough. How to how to how, who who's gonna who's gonna break out and uh, you know who's gonna have enough heart to stand up and and continue to compete. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's what the Six Nations Rebels um, experience and team showed us is mm-hmm. to play with that passion, to play with that heart. And when things get tough, you know, who's, who's going to stand up and continue fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's definitely, you know, where that comes from. What, even in my playing style now, you know, when we get down, um, I'm not, I'm not going to lay down. I'm definitely, you know, going to continue to fight no matter mm-hmm. how much time's on the clock. And that, that's definitely where, where it came from. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. clock isn't, uh, or the game isn't over with until the clock hits zero kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. So uh, you get through, um, how many uh, Founders Cups were you, were you actually able to win uh, with the um, Rebels? I believe uh, we won three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, with with all of that, uh, again, like I said, added to your game, um, kind of what was your getting back to the uh, UVA uh, uh, time, what, what did that um, kind of give you getting, getting ready for your, your junior and your senior year um, knowing uh, the confidence you had? Yeah, I just, you know, I just think um, looking back on it now, I was, I was midfield um, going through, you know, uh, being a lacrosse team at UVA. I did everything mm-hmm. they asked of me, you know, I was there at practice every day. 
I gave it my all on the running test. Um, practice every day. Mm-hmm. I was there to get better. Film sessions. Uh, I started watching film, and um, you know, with the team and and trying to get better. And then, um, you know, the weight room. We worked out three times a week, and and I was there. Uh, whatever they asked me. But just mm-hmm. just thinking back on it now, you know, I definitely school, the education part, and schooling definitely took over for me at UVA, and that was my mm-hmm. number one priority. And, you know, I'm like I said, I was more comfortable, you know, but I, I always worried about my family and worried about how they were doing. So, you know, my family was important to me. But then when it came to lacrosse, um, like I said, I did everything they asked me. I worked hard. But school definitely, definitely was my main priority. And I felt like that's where all my attention to detail went. So I, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like, um, you know, I did, I could, I did as, I feel like I, I didn't do as good as I could have in in my, um, you know, especially in my junior senior year of college, even though I felt okay. like I, I did okay, I did I did okay, but I felt like, um, you know, looking back at it now, I could have done a lot better because, you know, I even though I was so focused on school and, um, you know, I know the, the important part was education, but, you know, mm-hmm. we worked out three times a week. You know, I could have went in and got extra lifts on a Thursday or Friday, you know, especially a Saturday, Sunday in the fall season when mm-hmm. we didn't have anything and mm-hmm. or, you know, really worked on um, or could have grabbed a buddy up who was a defender and went on a Saturday and did 1v1s and mm-hmm. figured, figured out sooner, sooner what works for me and what doesn't work for me at the field level, college level. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't your um, your average, ordinary uh, downhill left-hand, split left-hand, right-hand, midfield dodger. You know, mm-hmm. I was all right-handed. So, you know, through my freshman year of college, I had to figure out what worked for me uh, mm-hmm. at that level. And uh, I think I finally did, but it took me some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I changed little things here and there in my game and continued to evolve. But like I said, uh, I definitely could have put a lot more hours into it if if I wasn't so focused on school. But at the same time, you know, education is the most important part. And I felt like I got the most out of my education there. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you touched on that as well, too, is because, you know, the you you want to get better you want to continue to improve uh you know you adapt mm-hmm. and you figure out what works and what doesn't and and uh you know i like how you touched on with the, the education portion of it as well too is that mm-hmm. you know uh, at the end of the day uh you know just in general you know our lacrosse careers aren't uh you know uh they don't take up our, our whole lives you know mm-hmm. i mean eventually we're we're you know going to be in the uh the the adult world as they say mm-hmm. uh you know uh and and your degree is going to go a long ways um, okay. So you get to, you get through your junior year, get, get to your senior year, uh, uh, kind of what was looking back at your progression as a player, uh, uh, you know, kind of what was your mentality, your senior year, you know, what, uh, like I said, besides school and making sure everything was, was, uh, you know, all, uh, uh tied up and making sure everything was gonna, uh, you know, all your credits and everything were going to go in uh, you know, kind of what was your uh, mindset? You know, so my senior year, um, I actually did summer school after my junior year, just so uh, Don Sarger was still the coach at the time, and uh, I did talk me into going summer school my junior year, so that uh, I can have a full course load my fall. But then my sophomore, but then in the springtime my senior year, I can take a lighter load because my all my credits would be would be done. So that was the plan. I did summer school. I did everything I needed to do my junior year, but at the same time, uh, there was a coaching change. Um, going into my senior year while I was at summer school. So, you know, unfortunate, 
So unfortunate, you know, Starzer, Coach Starzer got let go when Coach Van Arzio got let go. But, you know, um, it was definitely in the wrong way. But that's another story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I I think at the time I didn't know, but Lars Tiffany came over from Brown and his coaching coaching staff. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so then I knew we were getting a new coach. But just my mindset going into my senior year, knowing we were getting a new coach that, out, you know, playing lacrosse was a, was a given. Um, uh, working hard as I can on the lacrosse field going into it was a given. I was always going to do that. But just my mindset was, you mm-hmm. know, I have one more year. Let's finish this thing, you know. And um, and that was my mindset, you know, like just uh, graduating and, and seeing, the, you know, the smiles on my family's faces, my parents' faces was definitely my, my drive mm-hmm. to finish school in my senior year. So that was, that was my mindset okay. going into my senior year. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about graduation then, and and kind of what was that, what was that for you personally? You know, like I said, your 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 family was there, and 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 I remember everybody back home. You know, we were happy and excited, and and uh, you know, kind of walk me through that day, and and kind of what was your emotions like? Um, you know, uh, graduation. It was, it was, it was, it was. Um... My mother was there, but, um, you know, my dad passed away a couple, two months before I graduated. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a very happy, happy, enjoyable moment. But at the same time, you know, uh, we were fight, we were, um, we were, we were still mourning, uh, with our dad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and that, that's yeah, going into my senior year, you know, that was my whole drive, you know, that yeah. one day how, uh, at graduation, how happy he would be and my mom would be and the rest of my family would be. So that was my drive, and mm-hmm. for him, you know, to pass to pass away a couple months before that happened, um, it mm-hmm. was definitely hurt, a hurt, hurtful time. But at the same time, you know, my mom was still there, just happier than ever. And at the same time, you know, I, uh, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that my dad was, he was there also, you know, watching and smiling. I believe he was very happy that day, and as you know, that's what I believed in, and and it was definitely an, a happy moment for our family. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Moving from uh, your UVA days, you graduate, uh, you finish your career, uh, you know, uh, you, you are still continuing to get better and better. Uh, kind of what was the, um, what was the, what was your outlook uh, following the season, following graduation? Uh, kind of what were you uh, preparing yourself for? Okay, so I, I, you know, I was excited to come home. Um, I proposed to my wife, uh, Amanda. Uh, Christmas time of my senior year in college, so okay, um, okay. I knew we were gonna get married when I come home. Because at the same time, mm-hmm. it kind of planned out perfectly. I graduated from college. I was coming home, but she at the same time, uh, same semester, she graduated from law school at the University of Buffalo. Okay. So it worked out perfectly, and you know, um, I knew we were gonna make it married. So I came home and um, we started planning uh, for. We wanted a little wedding, you know, small mm-hmm. wedding. We wanted. Um, we were very fortunate. Her uncle had a nice, uh, nice barn, and a smaller barn, so that's where we wanted it. So we had a nice, we had a nice small wedding, and um, it, to us it was it was perfect. And once I come home, I just started preparing for that, and and um, you know I was in the real world now, you know, so I had to get a job, and I started working at the Buffalo Creek Casino as an inspector, mm-hmm. and um, I was there for a year, and then and then. Um, um, my daughter was born so when my daughter was born that that, uh, that following March 
Um, I decided to quit my job at the Buffalo Creek Casino and stay home and take care of my daughter. And they all, okay. you know, that really, that really changed my life and the way, um, the way I looked at things and, and, you know, stopped thinking of myself and, and, you know, financially or, or mentally and physically, like I started, everything went through her and she, she yep. was, she yep. was my princess. So, uh, my wife continued to work and, you know, I, I stayed home and I raised my daughter and I was so blessed to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was playing lacrosse on weekends, uh, indoor with Georgia, outdoor mm-hmm. outdoor with Boston Cannons at the time. So, so my my job was my profession was lacrosse still. So I, I said, if I'm mm-hmm. going to do this full time and take care of my daughter, I'm going to try to try to be the best player I can and make the most I can for this little girl. So you know, I, my drive just became. Uh, when she was a couple of months old, we, we went to a local gym out in Williamsville where we live called Cattle Fitness, mm-hmm. and they had a child care there. It was 20 bucks a month, very reasonable price. So, mm-hmm. And uh, we went there every single day since she was a couple months years old. And um, uh, I worked out for an hour and a half, and she was my driving force. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We woke up. Uh, we had breakfast. We hung out at the house. We got ready. We went to the gym for an hour and a half. Uh, we came home. And, uh, and we, we got lunch, we hung out until her mom came home and we did whatever we did when her mom came home. But we did, I did, I saw I was doing that for, you know, two and a half years. I, I mm-hmm. constantly did that. So I worked out, um, every single day and, you know, that's really what, what made me the player I am today is because of this little girl allowing me and blessing me to stay home with her and work out and driving me to work out. And, you know, uh, I graduated from college, like 210 pounds and, you know, now I'm 230 pounds mm-hmm. and, um, that definitely, you know, pushed my game and she definitely drove my game to get better. Awesome. Awesome story. Awesome story. Zed. Uh, okay. So let's, uh, let, let's touch a little bit on Georgia, you know, kind of what was your, uh, experience like getting to play with, uh, uh, you know, the talented players that, that Georgia had on this roster, uh, you know, kind of what was the, 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 locker room atmosphere like and and uh you know kind of uh, uh tell us a little bit how uh, uh you know maybe a, a day in, a, in in the travel to 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 play in georgia okay yeah i got drafted by georgia um right out of college i was very i was very fortunate to get drafted by the defending champions at the time and you know go to a great group and uh, i played defense my first year because as you know you know we were loaded on the offensive end Struggled a little bit, I thought, you know, thinking back on it personally. Um, not coming with excuses, but I definitely, you know, I broke my ankle. I was out two months. Uh, came back to the President's Cup. Uh, me and you, were, I was lucky, you know, we were on the same team, lucky I was on the same team mm-hmm. together. And I played on that, which I, I really shouldn't have shouldn't have been playing, but, yeah. you know, I played anyways. And literally a week after that tournament, I had appendix surgery, so – I got my appendix taken out, so I was out another month, mm-hmm. and you know, so that's pretty much you know three, four months of being laid up. Oh wow! And uh, I got cleared literally uh, two days before training mm-hmm. camp, so I went in training camp probably the worst shape of my life, and um, you know, I was, I was, I felt felt really weak, and I was, I got winded really easy, oh, and man. my ankle was a hundred percent yet. So you know, that that first year on defense, it was definitely a battle. You know, playing at a high mm-hmm. level of lacrosse. Um, uh, trying to defend these uh, these high level lacrosse players, uh, uh, I did okay, I thought, but not not my best. And you know that kind of drove me to even work out even harder yeah. to to get better. And 
you know, uh, I was fortunate enough the next year they put me on offense and um, I started finding my groove a little bit on offense and I was, I was in a lot better shape. Uh, I was a lot stronger, but um, you know, just within those, those three years I was there, I just got better, better in every year just because I, I, I drove mm-hmm. um, so hard in the weight room to get better. So I, every year I got stronger and stronger and I became smarter on the lacrosse field. And that, that's, that's really a thanks to, you know, the guys mm-hmm. who I was playing with, you know, Lyle, Randy Stotts, Miles Thompson, Shane Jackson, you know, Brian Cole, Jordan McIntosh. I had some awesome players and, you know, mm-hmm. they definitely helped me out with, you know, uh, that level of lacrosse and all the little tricks to the trade, you know, sent some awesome picks. You know, Randy Stotts is one of the best mm-hmm. in the game to set picks and he, he showed me a lot of, a lot of numerous picks that uh, I could get to free, free my teammates open and, you mm-hmm. know, just watching Lyle and the way he worked. And the way he worked out off the field too, you know, just continued to drive me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but not only that, on the cross field, you know, just I, I really enjoyed my three years there, um, really creating mm-hmm. relationships with these guys. And, you know, I come to love them. Like, you know, I come to love love uh, hanging out with them. So at the time, you know, I when Thursday came, uh, my schedule mm-hmm. a little bit was, you know, we would play on Saturday. Uh, I'll take the day off on Sunday. Monday, I would, I would work out uh tuesday thursday tuesday wednesday thursday i worked out and then friday was a travel day and you know friday we left i left usually around three thirty-four. uh flew to atlanta we would have a late practice probably from like 9 to 11 we would practice get some sleep and then we would have a shoot around in the morning from like 9 to 10 and then you know then it was team time you know we had a team lunch um I had an awesome group. We were very funny. We were really close. And then we got relaxed a little bit, and then we played a game. And then, you know, same thing over. I travel Sunday and then work out Monday through Thursday and travel again and play lacrosse on Sunday. But, you know, um, just like I said, I grew really comfortable with the guys, and I grew to love them and being around them. So I, re- I was excited when Thursday and Friday came around. You know, I was excited to go travel and hang out with, with a group of great guys and play lacrosse with them. So, you know, I, I couldn't ever complain about anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it probably helps that, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you get to play with, 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 this, with such a talented team as well, too. You know, you, you're, mm-hmm. you know, just makes you excited. And, and, you know, just like you said, you want to get down there and want to get playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving from moving from Georgia, uh, uh, you know, kind of if, if you can kind of talk about your, your experience with Boston and, uh, you know, kind of what the, how that process went and then, you know, kind of what made you, uh, uh, you know, make the jump and, and, and move over to the uh, Premier Lacrosse League? Yeah, so I got drafted by Rochester Rattlers right out of college. Um, I played four or five games with them, but, you know, unfortunately I broke my ankle. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I, was, I was out the rest of the season for that team. And uh, so the following year, um, Rochester moved to Dallas. They had a really good team in Dallas. And at the time um, – I believe I was still playing with Georgia, but I wasn't protected. So I think it was like some some funny uh, some funny happened where like a team could grab me at the time, even though okay. I wasn't officially playing for the ML yet. Mm-hmm. So you know Boston grabbed me up, so my rights went to Boston. So when I got done with Georgia, um, I went and played with the Boston Cannons for for the rest of that for the rest of that um, season. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I went there, you know, they they were super nice to me. They were super excited to have me. They're super excited to um, for me to be on their team and coach me. 
So, you know, they made me real comfortable uh, really, really early there. And um, so I was there, finished the season with them. Uh, the next year, uh, we had some high hope. We ended the season on a high note, winning like four of the last five games. And then, and then so the la- uh, last year, my second year with Boston, um, we had a lot of the guys coming back. Uh, that was PLL's first year in, Zix- in existence, so a lot of players left. Mm-hmm. But I decided to stick with Boston. Uh, you know, like I said, there's a great, they're a great organization, great group of um, people there, mm-hmm. and I stayed with them. And uh, we ended up uh, coming a little short. We got beaten in the semifinals of Denver just this past year. Um, I uh, I was looking, uh, even though I was an ML, I was always watching how the PLL would do, and you know, I felt like they took right off mm-hmm. and they 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 promoted really well, and and it. it that's where you know all the best players most of the best players were so you know i wanted to play against the best competition mm-hmm. and and that's what that's where i decided to go this for um this this year okay and and again first and foremost uh congratulations on your uh championship uh, you just recently won uh, again mm-hmm. congratulations on the mvp um you had one uh heck of a series mm-hmm. uh kind of if, if you can and talk about uh, kind of having to, to leave home, you know, talk about the, the bubble atmosphere out there in Utah and, and, and you know, how the games were and, and kind of how you uh, uh, concluded the whole series on top. Yeah, thank you, Justin. I really appreciate it. And, you know, um, like I said, I was very fortunate. So uh, there was a handful of players who came from the ML to the PLL. So there was a, there was a draft for us players. And I was very fortunate to go to the defending champions, the Wood Snakes Lacrosse Club. So, you know, they had a great organization already. They had some great players. And uh, I always knew of them, whether playing against them in college or, you know, before that, or just watching them play. And um, so right away, as soon as I got drafted for them, uh, we started having uh, Zoom calls as a team. Uh, at first, we were once a week. Then we, as, as uh, the tournament approached, we started doing twice a week. But we talked about everything, you know. We introduced ourselves. We started talking about, you know, the league. We started talking about what's going on in our country. And uh, and then we started talking about lacrosse. So we were constantly talking. But right away, they welcomed me with open arms. Uh, they, re- they supported me as a person and where I come from in life. And they supported me as a lacrosse player. So you know, really, I can't. I can't. I really went to the to an awesome group of guys, um, and I was really fortunate in the aspect to go to such a great team of players who who are awesome men off and on the floor. So the tournament's approaching, and um, they're in constant contact with the league with us of um, how to handle ourselves and 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 follow guidelines because um, they knew how important this tournament was, you know, for the for the game of lacrosse and. And they, they did an awesome job, um, you know, running it. So when we got there, so uh, we had to, everyone had to take a COVID test 48 hours before the before our flights. I believe there was two positive, and um, unfortunately they weren't allowed to go, but everyone else was negative, and, and we flew out. So as soon as I mm-hmm. flew out uh, from Buffalo to Utah, um, I got off the airport. There was a bus there waiting for us. Uh, we hopped on the bus and we went straight to the hotel. And as soon as we got to the hotel, we took a we took another COVID test in the lobby. And so then we went straight to our rooms, and we had a quarantine for a little like twenty four hours while we got our test results back. So you know, but during that time, they took great care of us. They they fed us. Um, they knocked on the door and um, 
they gave us room service. They left the food food out front of our door, breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm-hmm. while we quarantined. And once we got our test results back, everyone was negative. So that was great. And then so then once we got that back, the next day we had a um, training camp. So so mm-hmm. I was finally to be able to uh, meet the team in person and be with them in person. So we had uh, two days of uh, training camp for three days. And then um, our first game, we had the opening game against the Redwoods Lacrosse Club on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday night after our second, our, after our last training camp, uh, every team tested again. And we, we quarantined again for about 24 hours. We got our test results back probably Friday mm-hmm. night. Friday uh, afternoon and everyone's negative. So then from there on, you know, the tournament started the next day and uh, we're full go. And, and, you know, once we got there, everyone had their own, each team had their own locker room. Um, Everyone was separate. Every team was separate. Uh, We had a cafeteria at the facility. So we were at the hotel, but everyone had their own bus. Each team had their own bus every day that we took to over to the, um, Mm The, uh, it's called the Zion Banks uh, um, facility complex. So, you know, real beautiful. Uh, they had two huge indoor fields. Uh, they had like four outdoor fields, uh, mountain mountains behind it. Very beautiful. They had a cafeteria. They had a training room. They had uh, hot and ice cold tubs. They had everything you can ask for in a, in a, in a lacrosse um, atmosphere um, tournament. So that was a perfect, that was the perfect venue. Uh, they fed us awesome meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But the, even like with the whole COVID going on, they did an awesome job. They kept all the teams separate, even with our food mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. Uh, only one team was allowed to be there at once. Mm-hmm. And then they sanitized the whole cafeteria, and then the next team was in. Same with the weight room. Uh, we all had scheduled times, and once we were in there, um, they sanitized it all after for the next team. And, you know, that was it. And, and once we started playing, we played our games. Had a couple off days, and you know, on our off days, we uh, we were still lacrosse. We prepared for our next game. Uh, we did treatment, hot tub, ice baths. We had a weight room session, and then we would walk through, you know, preparing for our next team and and doing film sessions. And you know, just thinking back on it, it was a lot of fun, and it was definitely, you know, I thought the best uh, field mm-hmm. lacrosse experience of my life, and you know, I was just happy to be be a part of it. Awesome. I, I think I, I, just as if you, if you were a lacrosse player watching on TV, it looked like it was fun. Like I said, granted, you know, everything with COVID and, mm-hmm. and you know, all the precautions obviously that were necessary, you know, just the, the, the level of play and, uh, you know, different players. And it, it, it really, really looked like a fun time out there. So like I said, if you, if you can kind of mm-hmm. go through and, and tell us the story of the uh, uh, leading up to the championship game and, and, and then, you know, actually playing, uh, uh, you know, playing the chaos and, and you know, kind of the outcome and, and uh, you know, kind of what was going through your mind, uh, you know, kind of later in the game and, and you know, kind of the, the, the switch, you know, that we could all see you turned on, um, you know, kind of what, what was that all like? What was that experience like? You know, so, I, you know, I really have to start with my team, you know, just how they prepared every single day, mm-hmm. you know, paying a lot of attention to the details. They're constantly on our free time. They're constantly studying, watching film on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, preparing, preparing for you know whoever they're guarding, trying to pick up their tendencies, or you know attackmen, uh, really scouting the guy who they're, they're that was going to cover us, and scouting their defense and where their slide packages were coming and how they recover. Mm-hmm. You know each individual defender and their their um their tendencies, and you know 
So, like, you know, I really went to a great team. Like I said, a lot of them are from Maryland, uh, a couple from Yale. But if you think about it, you know, um, they come from great college uh, programs. And, you know, uh, Maryland, Yale, they're, they're always in the championship. They're always in the Final Four in college. And, mm-hmm. you know, after coming out of that tournament, now I realize, you know, why why exactly they're always there mm-hmm. at the end. And, you know, just the way they prepare themselves, where they, they continue to get better, um, they always, you know, uh, continue to get better in the weight room, on the field. So, you know, I, I went to a great environment. And if you think about it, leading up to the championship game, you start with that semifinal game, you know, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of, everyone worked very hard. Um, everyone did what we had, we had to do to go undefeated in the round robin. And then mm-hmm. you, you get to the semifinal game where, you know, uh, me, the leading scorer, and then, you know, uh, on the left side of the pack, Matt Rambo, the leading point point scorer in the tournament and then um one of the top minis john haas mm-hmm. on our team you know we all went pointless we all went scoreless and and to still come out of there with a victory in overtime and have our team corral us and still get a still get a win really mm-hmm. shows our depth and really shows like how deep of a team we are and how great each and every one of person on our team uh is is the best at their at their respective um positions you know, so it wasn't just me out there, mm-hmm. or, you know, Rambo, or you know, it's just banking on us to, to do um, as a team game. And it's definitely lacrosse is definitely a team game. And that definitely showed it right there in that game. And just, you know, just leading up to the championship game, uh, we knew we were playing the chaos. Uh, we just prepared the same way, you know, everyone was um, prepared the same way. We scouted them really well. And even on our off time, uh, I could see our defenders. Uh, I believe, you know, why they're the best defenders in the world, you know, they're, they, on their own time, they're scouting and trying to pick up each player's tendencies and, and, and pushing them to, to places that they didn't want to go or, you know, defending them how they didn't want to be defended. And then on the offensive end, uh, mm-hmm. you can see in the game, we struggled uh, for the first half. Uh, I think the score was 6-2 going into halftime. And, you know, for us to only have two goals, we we're definitely struggling as offense, but you know, uh, my opinion, we had the best goalie in the world and the best mm-hmm. events in the world, and they kept us within range yeah, the whole time. Definitely, and, you know, if it's a if they let up a goal or two here, it's definitely a different game going into the fourth quarter, down six three, or if it was eight eight three. You know, our mindsets as offensive players would have been definitely different, but our mindsets going into the fourth quarter was like, okay, we're down six three, our defense is gonna get the ball back. Our defense is going to get us possessions. Our face-off guys are going to get us possessions. All they need is one to start to run. And, you know, it was a great individual play by John Haas to get us going to mm-hmm. 6-4. And then, you know, uh, in my opinion, again, uh, we had the best face-off guy in the world, and he did his job. And right after that, popped the forward for a fast break and hit me on a fast break for an easy goal mm-hmm. to make it 6-5. You know, and that goal definitely helped me get going as – uh, the whole first three quarters, I felt like when I did attack, I was making good moves, but I was just getting stuffed out by the goalie. So, so yep, you know, yep. um, once I got had that goal in the fourth quarter, that that really got me going to be like, okay, now it's time. We're down six five. It's it's our time to make a run, and that's really what started it. Was just from great individual plays from my teammates. Okay, so uh, so you get to that point, the the clock's uh, you know ticking down to zero. Uh, you guys win. You guys are, are, are champs. Uh, kind of take us through that moment and, and through the, uh, uh, the, the trophy ceremony uh, at the end, too, and, and just kind of what was, uh, uh, you know, kind of what was going through your mind then. 
Um, you know, just once we won, I was, I was so happy for my teammates because, you know, I, I see how they prepare. I know what kind of guys they are off the field. And, you know, in my opinion, they absolutely deserved it. And even mm-hmm. from when I first um, when I first um, met them, they like I said, they welcomed me with open arms. And not only as a lacrosse player, they supported where I've come from and, where, and who I am. Mm-hmm. And you know when you get when you get people who treat you like that, you know, in my opinion, I, I wanted to run through a brick wall for them. You know, absolutely. So, so absolutely. Yeah, so like leading up to the tournament, getting to know them, like I was preparing myself. I was working out in the backyard with the gym closes with my daughter, and you know, just trying to prepare myself for this tournament. And just 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 hearing the cock hit zero and knowing that we're champions, you know, was I was so happy for my family. As I knew they were all watching, and I was so happy for my teammates. You know, it was, it was so, it was it was just such an awesome experience. You know, that was my first ever field across tournament. Uh, that was my first ever field across championship in my life. And mm-hmm. you know, I just basically told them after the game how much I appreciated every one of them, coaching staffs, the players, and and how they supported me and welcomed me. And you know, I I said I seen you guys. You guys were winners in college. And there were winners last year in this championship. And I just said thank you guys for making me a winner because, you know, I was definitely a product of my environment. Of mm-hmm. just such great players around me. It was definitely a team win. And, like, I know, you know, people, um, I know I'm the MVP, but, you know, that's far from the truth. We definitely had the best team there, and I definitely went to the best group of men on the field and off the field. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing it, uh, you know, w- with this podcast, just because I know mm-hmm. it was it was definitely an, an, an important uh, uh, and, and, and happy moment for, uh, you know, uh, the Seneca Nation, uh, Cataract's territory. Uh, you know, you can probably safely say Indian country as well, too, you know, because I know there were, everybody mm-hmm. was watching and it was just a it, w- it was a good moment, especially in these these times of, uh, you know, everything going on with uh, the coronavirus or, you know, COVID-19 and, and, you know, everything you guys had to go through and uh, uh, just just the journey, in, 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 you know, in itself uh, with you as a player. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really, uh, again, you know, just a huge congratulations. And um, so so moving forward, then. Uh, looking, looking in, into into the future. Uh, I, I know you're. Um, if we can talk just a little bit on, uh, you know, like I said, you're you're recently. Uh, if anybody's been watching the the National Lacrosse League news, you know, you were traded to uh, Colorado, um, to the Colorado Mammoth. Uh, kind of what if you can talk about what your, uh, kind of your mindset is going forward and and you know playing in the, uh, the city of Denver. You know, um, I, I was I just well, I finished my third year in the NL League. And um, I played Colorado every year, and we lost to them by a goal or two every year. It was always a close game, but you know, just you, I know how how great that good that team is, and how tough and how tough they are to battle against. And you know, going to Colorado, just how um how big of a how big of a crowd they have, and how 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 um that crowd impacts their playing style, especially out there. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm super excited to go out there. But you know, um. Like I said, I do this for my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter drives me, you know, so I'm I'm going to continue to work and uh, be the best player I can be, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that uh, that definitely starts, you know, in the backyard. Right now, where the gyms are closed, you know, working out, yeah, uh, getting in shape, and uh, you know, just continue to get better. And that's what that's what I'm that's what I want to do. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so if 
to kind of bring it to a conclusion, um, say you have uh, a lot of uh, younger players or uh, younger fans that are, that are listening or, you know, that say they want to make the next step, uh, you know, or they're, they're not sure what college to pick or, uh, you know, kind of um, if you can give them some some advice uh, uh, or, or maybe some good advice that was told to you that that kind of, uh, you know, really ring true or 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 something that that really helped you out. You know, definitely. Um, my dad was, you know, one of my one of my heroes growing up. And um, anyone that know, who knows him, he battled uh, with diabetes his whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not his whole life, but, you know, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. pretty much my whole life, I've seen him battle against diabetes. And, um, you know, he, he got his legs removed, both of them, at one point. And uh, I seen what he went through to, you know, just to get up and out of bed, uh, get to the vehicle, you know, getting out of shower. He needed help. And, um, you know, if one point, one important thing he always told me, you know, he, he always said, you know, you take care of your body, it'll be there for, for you when you need it. And, you know, he said he didn't want me or any of us, of uh, his family to go through what he was going through. And, you know, I just like to pass that message along, you know, um, especially right now, mm-hmm. uh, for the younger, for the younger group, teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. who are starting to make decisions in their lives and stuff, you know, just remember, you know, uh, you take care of your body, you put the right stuff in your body. Um, it, it, it makes you, makes you healthier and happier and just, just, just affects your whole, your whole overall emotions and it, it follows you your whole life. So I, de- I would definitely, you know, I definitely preach that. And then when it comes to the game of lacrosse, you know, same thing, you know, you take care, you take care of your lacrosse sticks, your lacrosse pads, you take care of your stuff, you know, it take care of you. And I strong, I strongly believe in mm-hmm. that. And, and when it comes to lacrosse, you know, um, we come from a from a from a from a, from a territory from a group of people who who the crosses in our blood and we're very passionate about it. So you know, just continue to to stay to to, to stay in love with it. You know, and uh, I feel like that's very important mm-hmm. to just stay in love with the game and continue to strive to get better. Like I know how tough um, times can be. You can have some tough games, some tough practices, a tough day. But just continue to keep getting better, you know, and really enjoy the grind to keep keep getting better in all aspects of life, whether it be from lacrosse or educational point or just in life in general. So that that would just be my message. I appreciate this, Eddie, and and very very true words to to think about, you know, and and, and to mm-hmm. to carry. Um, so, you know, again, I, I want to thank you uh, uh, for uh, coming to, uh, on this podcast and, and, you know, kind of sharing your story and, and you know, uh, letting us know uh, kind of uh, what makes you you, you know, what, what makes Zed Williams uh, the player he is today. Uh, and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I really appreciate the, the journey and uh, uh, you, that you spoke of. And, and you know, I, I wish you nothing but uh, the best of luck going forward. And uh, um, I hope, you know, hopefully we can talk again. Awesome, Justin. You know, I really appreciate you and I really appreciate you having me. And, you know, it was definitely an honor to be on this, be on this podcast with you. And like I said, thank you for, for letting me share my story. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I come back and continue to continue to talk with you. And, you know, if there's anything you need or anyone from the territory or any kids at all, you know, I'm always here, you know. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to help in any way I can. Well, that will do it. I cannot thank Zed enough for taking the time to be a guest on the Backyard Lacrosse podcast, a conversation I always enjoy when we get to catch up. You can now listen to this episode and other episodes on Apple, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. The Backyard Lacrosse podcast can be found on Twitter at Backyard Pod. 
Our website, as always, is backyard-lacrosse-podcast.castos.com. My contact email address is backyardlacrosse2020 at gmail.com. If you want to let me know what you thought about this episode or other episodes of this podcast, just send me an email or reach out on Twitter. All of these links will also be listed in this episode's bio. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please, again, hit the subscribe button. And stay tuned for episode four coming soon. Until next time, I'm your host, Justin Gill, and we'll talk soon. Thanks.